Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. One of Bullock's cases comes back to haunt him. Bruce and Alfred fight zombies and Cobblepot and Enigma fight a dummy? All that and more. Come on with us. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz We are here. Is that the dance? Is there an AfterBuzz TV dance? We are here. You guys, Steve I'm is here. back. I am present. <laughs> I was in Florida. Okay. Well, I was in Disneyland. That's not a bad place to be. I, sorry, for the last two weeks. Two weeks ago, I was. It was Valentine's Day. I was in Disneyland. Okay. Last Thursday with family, I was in Disney World. Look at you living the, your Disney life. I'm living the seven day Disney life. <laughs> I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. Uh, Zach Peter is not with us tonight, but Carla but Beltran is I'm here. here. Hey guys, what's up? And uh, this episode was a doozy. Uh, we were talking a bit about this. It's so reductive to say, like, oh my god, nothing happened in this episode. Yeah. But it's, I think it's a little safe to say that this was very much a bottle episode, a holding pattern episode, a, um, like, the long-term, the long-term storylines that have happened in the show have not really moved forward in this episode, and you were, you you said you had some opinions about that (laughs) happening. I do have some opinions. So, this was one of those episodes where... I could have probably been okay without it. Oh. So, I have to ask, is that how you feel about bottle or holding pattern episodes on shows like this in general? Or this episode in particular felt you br- brought you no joy? I think this episode in particular brought me absolutely no joy at all. I was following a storyline where Bruce and Alfred were going after the zombie, which, I, I mean, I don't really necessarily know what the purpose was. And then... And then we followed, like, the storyline of um, Jane, you mm-hmm. know? So it was just kind of one of those where, I don't know, I, I, I didn't really get anything from the story that moves us forward till the yeah. day of when they're going to have their, like, last thing. And I would argue that there's a great debate among TV watchers in the New Age, because 15, 20 years ago, this a show like Gotham, they'd all look like this, where no one moves very fast any, like... One of these segments might be an A storyline that progresses throughout the whole season. But by and large, they want to be able to sell that episode to syndication. So the episodes always look like this. It's, only, it's a recent phenomenon that they're trying to find their balance between the monster of the week, if you will, the bottle episode, and what we had the last two weeks, which is everything happened. And I feel Gotham has always had that good mix of everything happens, mm-hmm. and then we wind up with an episode like this where it's, Everyone has to deal with the fact that everything just happened. Well, okay, so we were talking about last week's episode. Last week's episode was everything we wanted and yes. more. We received Jeremiah Valeska, and now we know we're going, we're expecting for another um, Joker to come to life. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those episodes that it reminds you, like, this is why I started watching Gotham, and this is why I could tune into Gotham every other week. But this episode this week was just kind of one of those, like, filler episodes where I didn't mind that, like, there was these extra storylines, mm-hmm. but 
again, we go back to um, the fact that they're reintroducing all these characters that only have, like, a one-episode, like, one-episode span of life. Yeah. Um, I think there's something to be said about allowing Gordon and Barbara to do something business as usual while also mentioning subtly, like, oh... Oh, like unification's gonna happen and you're gonna not need to be a criminal if you wanna be a mom. Like I think yeah. I think something like you need to slow down to really have that conversation. I thought even in a lawless Gotham where he decided to be lawful partially because Gordon made him better, I liked this part of Bullock that Bullock is a young cop doing what everyone else said. We have a call coming in. I uh, know. <laughs> I think Bullock Bullock, what'd you call it? Being like, learning that he he is a rookie cop didn't do what Gordon did, and Gordon made him better. And I think I know they've told that story a bit before, but I liked this callback, and I liked... I don't know, I really liked... How they brought back the story. I, they brought back the story with... Uh, he was a detective, might have been a Lieutenant Dix. His last name was actually Dix, D-I-X. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed... And then, like, Bullock having to deal with the fact, like, he made a terrible mistake, and he made many terrible mistakes before we ever met him in this universe. And... I don't know. I, I bet we kind of knew that. We knew that. It was made very clear in the pilot, but I, li- I like us going that back. That brought back a we story. Go, him going back and like him being truly just regretful mm-hmm. of, of something he did as a young cop. Yeah. And not in a very didactic way. It's like, Gordon, you're the light. You're the everything. Like, no, I'm, I'm my person. You're your person. And this is a mistake I have, as I'm sure Gordon has mistakes. And let's just get into the... That's where they ended. That's where they begun. That's where they spent most of the episode with... Um, Gordon and Bar- well, Barbara at the Sirens Club, two very old detectives who we were shocked to still learn were still in Gotham, because I guess a lot of people didn't get out of Gotham, and a lot of people still survived whatever happened to Gotham. They get killed by what presumes to be Detective Dix. It turns out to be... Are we calling her Jane Doe? Is that what we're yeah, going with? Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Jane Doe, a Hugo, Jane Doe. Strange crea- a Hugo Strange Arkham creation, mm-hmm. is able to shapeshift... She's basically like a chameleon. Yeah, she can commit. It's like Clayface. Like a human. It's like, like Clayface, but Clayface could control it a little better because we had Clayface a couple a couple times in this series. That's what I think somebody said last week that we were going to be getting Clayface, and I guess this is their form of a Clayface. It's a it's a it's a very similar Clay. I don't think Clayface has to touch anyone. I feel like okay. Clayface just has to see it, and then like Clayface is it. a more pure shapeshifter where mm-hmm. she is. Um, I guess, I don't know, I guess they're both pure shapeshifters. But yeah. I, I really enjoy this villain more than I've enjoyed some villains that they've given weeks like upon Mother weeks Like Mother and Orphan to, or like... Well, I thought Mother and Orphan was actually a good villain, would have been a good villain for an episode like this. That Whereas, like, I think my problem with Mother Mother and Orphan was, it was the third or fourth villain they introduced <laughs> in, like, one episode where he kind of goes out of the green zone that one mm-hmm. time, whereas... I enjoyed this. It's one succinct story, like Law and Order style, if you will. And it felt like a real, just like that good, it was a good cop show storyline. Yeah. That I, I don't know. I really, I didn't mind it. This episode, to be honest with you, kind of reminded me of like, it took me back to the pilot season. To when we first started and we were being introduced to all these different characters and, um, Kind of not necessarily picking up like Har- Harvey Slack, but in a way, mm. I, I, it had a lot of shades of a season one episode, but a good season one episode because there weren't always good. There weren't always good season one episodes. Yeah, no. 
but I think this had the shades of a very good season one episode of just mm-hmm. this is the because the, after the pilot they did have a lot of episodes where it's just like this is the sandbox this is the sandbox we built and now we're just gonna kind of move forward in that sandbox mm-hmm. and I don't know I I found it very skillful the fact that Gotham could be in martial law and they could still find time for just a straight up cop episode was very good on their part. Um, you guys, I just realized that I said Harvey. I don't know why I'm thinking about Harvey. I meant to, t- like, Bullock, because I said Harvey. Fair. I just realized that. That's, that's <laughs> an honest mistake, you know. <laughs> it is Detective Bullock. Bullock. Well, I know that people are going to point it out. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, she said Harvey. She didn't watch the show. I watched the show. Don't worry about it. I like Gotham. You're in the chair. <laughs> the logo's behind you. I'm pretty sure you watched the show. Um, do you have anything else about this? Because I know, like... The problem with, and I think the reason we are particularly shields up about a filler episode is that there's even less to talk about with a filler episode, because you're like, oh, so, cool. So, storyline-wise, we're exactly where we were a week ago. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't move forward. Um, You know, I think when I was thinking about season five in Gotham, I pictured all these different storylines, which, first of all... Don't picture anything because half the time it's not necessarily going to go according to what you're picturing. But I feel like I had not that not that Gotham hasn't met my expectations for this like particular season. But we are in season five. Mm-hmm. This is the last season. I feel like the like season four was one of those that I came in and like Pig was a storyline that I was anxious to come in and just like find out and I was like invested and then we had like I think if they the way that they're doing this I know that they're trying to include a lot of the comic book like um characters but I think it would have been so much stronger if they would have just focused on Bane we have a limited amount of episodes and I have a feeling that Pig received more episodes than Bane has like we've seen Bane will have more episodes though well, and I mean, Bane and Bane as a character is a very obvious choice for a long for a long term storyline, whereas Pig was a very splashy choice and it turned out okay. Yeah, and this show is known for taking a lot of risks like that. And I think one of the risks they took here is a lot has happened in the last three weeks, two weeks. Yeah, really give them an episode where everyone just has to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I I, I want to commend them for that. And I didn't hate this episode for that, but I do like nothing moved. Yeah. Whereas I think. Usually what happens is I just want to keep moving forward. I mean, one thing that moved forward that I was very satisfied with was the fact that we got to see Barbara's baby bump. I think that was super exciting Mm. because I... I mean, it's a show, so obviously it's the the pregnancy is going to speed faster. So we can assume that a couple of like days or weeks have gone by because now we see her and she has like this cute little baby bump. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated that. I think that was like my favorite part because it shows like we're moving somewhere. Like it's been a couple of days. It wasn't like just yesterday where like um, Jeremiah like fell in the toxins. Fair. Um, do you have anything on this first topic? Because once again, it's. There's not much to say when it gets wrapped up in a bow like this. About Jane? I think Jane was actually a really interesting character. I loved how um, at home, like, her face had been scratched. I didn't get that. So I have a like, I'm asking you and I'm asking the chat. So when she takes off the mask and she reveals, like, what she looks like, what was wrong? Like, what did they change her? No, no, nothing was actually wrong, I think. I think Hugo Hugo Strange did something to her to make her think that she her actual face is just like horrible and ugly. And I think 
But seeing her going go through that kind of a trauma in front of Bullock is to make Bullock think like, wow, this woman is so messed up that her she she can't look at her actual face. Yeah. And that's my fault. Bullock takes full responsibility for that. Okay. Is my read on this. Is, that's my read on it. You guys okay. can let me know if there's a little more I subtext. It, I thought there was, like, something No, there's behind, nothing wrong like, with her face. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, wait, it looks perfectly fine. We both saw the scene. There was nothing wrong with her face. I think that was part of the prop. I don't want to say the problem, but part of her her trauma and her, her neuroses was that she thinks something's wrong with her face. Okay. When there isn't. Okay. Unless we're missing something. Let us know in the chat. I, I feel like two people watched watch the scene and thought that nothing was wrong with the face. Yeah. It's probably nothing wrong with the face. Maybe. I, I thought mean, this was a very well-told story. I thought that they maybe cloned her to look to, like, something that she hated, but, I, I mean, I... Yeah, that's, that, like, maybe me going too far. That feels a little nuanced for this show. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think the whole thing was that she was upset about her face for no reason, for no particular reason other than she was self-esteem-wise pushed to pushed to the side. I honestly love that we keep seeing like more of like Hugo Strange's like inventions and they keep coming back up. Mm. That's one of those things that I actually do enjoy. I do enjoy having I think that what I liked from this episode, not that I disliked the whole episode you guys, I know that I'm totally bashing it, but I did like some things and one thing that I did like was the fact that um Hugo Strange, we don't have to see him but we know that he's present because one of his creations was there and I really I really enjoy that I love that she came in and she was like you know she explained everything that Hugo was doing to her and his obsession with like human like the human Mm -hmm. form and human changing and the fact that he was like actually able to do it and I'm hoping that they kind of introduce at least one more character that Hugo Strange has worked on because I I think Hugo Strange is like phenomenal I think for those of you who also who follow this show and follow my coverage of wrestling here at AfterBuzz TV, I'm going to make a very apt comparison that Hugo Strange is very similar to Brock Lesnar in the sense that you're only getting Brock Lesnar a dozen times a year. Petey Wong's a busy guy. He's a very he's a busy guy because he's a very like very good actor. Yeah, he's very talented. They they're only going to get him for so many days. So you have to find a way to make what he does. So his obviously his performance first, but his performance coupled with the fact that the whole A-side story was a villain that he created that he didn't have to show up and introduce to be involved. That actor never had to show up. It oh. was She just had to say, Hugo Strange made me in mm-hmm. in Arkham, and she immediately had a, that much more credibility yeah. as a villain. Exactly. That it's very similar. So these... Um, like she, she was awesome only because Hugo Strange created her. Because if we, if she would have been like, oh, I was born with this disease or something, something, well, then it's, like, well, it would take more. It would be more work on the writer's part to make us wonder, well, who is this person? Why do? Why are they here? Should we care? How big a deal are they? Because there are a lot of throwaway villains in Gotham that it's very important to be like, no, Hugo Strange has been working on me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, all right, Hugo Strange is a villain maker, but <laughs> like that makes you important. So. Um, Paula Ventura on the chat says that her face was fine and he expected to see like a Deadpool face. Mm. And Ivan Soto on the chat says that she is from the comics, but she doesn't have the power she showed here in the comics. She has a skeleton face. Ooh. Maybe she has a skeleton face when she looks at herself in the mirror. I don't know. But or like I I think it also was an artistic thing. That in the comics you could just have someone have a skeleton face. Yeah. And it's not as weird as on a TV show. 
Yeah. That artistically they went with the mask, like the weird skeleton looking mask she wore the majority of this episode. Yeah. And they took the artist, art, like the artisanal, mm-hmm. the artisanal choice mm-hmm. of artistic would be the way to do that. But yeah, I enjoyed this. Um, I enjoyed this for what it was. Let's move forward to what kind of feels like a retread for me. And I might get some, I might get some heat over it. The Alfred Bruce storyline felt like some, some stuff. It just felt like, okay, let's go. It felt very by the numbers. And, like, the only thing that really resonated with me was the fact that Alfred felt like he had betrayed Bruce in some way by letting Wayne Manor blow up and, like, and then Bruce forgiving him in a certain way and telling yeah. him, like, no, you're Alfred, we're... we're like, we're strong together. And it's, uh, we're, as a unit, we're, it's us versus the problem kind of a mm-hmm. thing. I don't know, I felt like Alfred does that at least once or twice a year with Bruce, that this felt like a bit of a retread. And I don't, I don't know, maybe it wasn't... Maybe I just wasn't in on the villains so much because they were just random throwaway beat up zombies. That, like, no one was ever in peril. The very opening scene with the woman, like, I guess... I don't know. In, in a show like Gotham, you can only care so much about so many people that mm-hmm. to introduce to us a brand new person at the very... A brand new innocent person at the very beginning of the episode to be like, no, you have to care about this person, too, so that Alfred and Bruce can go fight zombies. Mm-hmm. I kind of just wasn't on board, and I'm like, I think we have enough going on, man. Yeah, this one this one was an episode where we were kind of following three different storylines. We were following Bruce and Alfred, we were following Mr. Penn and Scarface, mm-hmm. and we were fo- following Jane. Yes. So there was, like, these different three three stories going on. Um, we wanted to know who Jane was going to turn into. We wanted to know what Scarface was going to do. But Bruce and Wayne, we were like, okay, like... I want. I want to go back to Scarface. Just, just or like kill Jane. the zombies, man. Yeah. Just kill, mm-hmm. like save the innocents or not save the innocents or like find out what the situation was and realize you can't save the innocents. Like I don't know. And maybe maybe it's us being too smart of you or like trying to get ahead of it too much. When like the writer in me knows the real story and the real thing that's actually going to have emotional resonance is Alfred feeling like he betrayed Bruce. Yeah. Which I don't know. Maybe it what that none of that was clear th- throughout the action to me. That it was just kind of that scene at the end seemed to be the only important bit about these two. Yeah. Other than a very throwaway adventure. Okay, so in I hope that somehow the storyline comes back because like one of them got um, maybe the point of them having this specific storyline between Bruce and Alfred was that something's going to come back like one of them is infected with like the toxin. Perhaps. I don't know if that will happen, but that's that will be one way to kind of justify the fact that we had the scene. Have we established that this Pennyworth series they're making is separate a separate universe from this Gotham show? I think mm-hmm. I think they made it clear that they're separate universes because if they're not, it would be a splashy choice to have Alfred die in this season five. I would hope not. I know we would hate that, but I, I'm saying like to be able to say it's the same Alfred, same universe. He died in episode ten, and then. He, join him earlier. I th- I'm pretty sure they're separate universes, though. I hope they're separate universes, because I don't want him to die. And I would I would prefer Gotham stand on its own, to be honest. Like, I don't want an Arrow situation with Gotham, where I'm just like, can we just... Can we keep Gotham on Earth 3? Is what people yeah. are claiming. People are claiming it's 1994 in Earth 3, is the, is where this relates to the Arrowverse. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's, where re- that's where it relates to the Arrowverse. If anyone wants to drop by, that's how they get there. But otherwise, it's on an island by itself. And I feel like by now they've shot all the episodes, so the series is over. Oh, okay. So there's interesting. 
people are saying that. So, whoopsie on the chat says that that was so killer croc without saying he was. Like, Jeremiah isn't oh. joking when he clearly is. Okay, so we're, we're claiming that's killer croc? Killer croc. That's a possibility. That's a possibility that we have killer croc. Well, like, like let's, we can move forward to that. I mean, if that was killer croc and we didn't really. Like, that wasn't... If I thought it was a throwaway zombie and it was Killer Croc, I'm sorry. That's not 100% my fault. The, the, <laughs> like, it felt like a very throw... Alfred and Bruce felt like they were going on a very throwaway adventure. It's okay. People in the chat will do the research and let us know. No, if, no, like... like, I I genuinely thought that they were just throwaway zombies. The fact that it's Killer Croc at least gives some credibility to why they went on that adventure. Or that it could be Killer Croc. I mean, Killer it would Croc. be much better. Let's just believe that it was Killer Croc and... Or the Gotham's version of Killer Croc. Killer Croc, no, yeah. Because nothing's what it's supposed like, to be. Um, I, think we've, I think we've beaten that to death. Yeah, um, for sure. Let's jump into Cobblepot, Nigma, And Nygma. The Submarine. And, Mr. Penn. And Mr. Penn and... Scarface. Mr. Is it Scarface or Mr. Scarface? Mr. I thought it was Scarface. Mr. Scarface. That's Mr. Scarface to us. If we don't want to get pumped full of... <laughs> Um, lumber. <laughs> I this one was interesting to me because I don't know. I think Nigma and Cobblepot as characters and as performers really elevate what whatever they're given on shows like the, on in this show in a way that it's like we're gonna it's gonna be one like one location, multiple scenes. Mm-hmm. You guys have to act your way through this. That I didn't hate it. Uh. I want to know how you just wake up in the morgue without any explanation. Mr. Penn just woke up in the mo- I just woke up in the morgue after I was dead. He wasn't dead. Oh, so he just is that is that how they're explaining this that he was yeah. as- asleep or otherwise knocked out? Well, you know, and then he was carted into the morgue with all the dead bodies. So <laughs> is that what we're is that what they're expecting? I mean, it's Gotham. I believe more. It's Gotham, it's Gotham, but there has been stories of people that have been buried alive because like they were dead for a certain amount of hours and then they like woke back up, but they were they woke up like inside their coffin, like buried. I know. So I think that this could totally be a story where like he after a couple hours they thought he was dead, which makes sense. Like if you were in like a, well, also in I I actually the more I think on it, the more I kind of believe that if you were in Haven. If you were in Haven, there were there are a lot of corpses from Haven. Yeah, you're, and you're then not he probably s- got overlooked. That you're not going to spend your time discerning the corpses from the passed out people. I but I took him. I woke up in the morgue the next morning to mean that he died, and then he didn't. And I was like, "Homie, we need more context." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, it's Gotham. I'll believe you. He rose from the dead. I believe you. If somebody hits you. Somebody hits you up in the morgue with some su- some serum. That made yeah. you not dead. He, uh, so okay. not dead, Serum. When Hugo I Strange saw him made it. come back, I thought it was Hugo Strange. I was like, oh my gosh, he has a chip in his brain. He's going to like do something super awesome. And then we just find out that he like he woke up and that the, he found Mr. Scarface. He, he woke up dead. Yeah. Which is a strange way to die. <laughs> it's a ridiculous way to die. I re- actually really enjoyed all of this. Like, th- this was a really good sea story of just start to finish... And honestly, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It was funny. Well, this, this is bordering on a prediction, but we're not there yet. Do we think Nigma and Cobblepot are just going to get out of Gotham in a submarine? No. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, we know that they don't because it, when the when the season started, we know that they joined um, GCPD to fight against somebody. So they obviously Fair. don't make it out. You or, weren't here yet last week. I was, but 
I've been around. Okay, I have to tell you my prediction. Please. From last week. So my prediction was that they're going to create the submarine, but there's going to be this war that's going to happen, so they're going to send Barbara out so that Barbara gets out safe, and then they stay behind to help them. I think and that's why we don't see I Barbara. think we've counted these days up. She will have had the baby by then. Okay. Well. She will have had, but she, Barbara but and she a baby in yeah. a submarine full of bullion. I think he, I think they could just as easily leave in a submarine and then come back to help. I mean, also, we don't know how, like, if the submarine is going to be finished in time either. That seems highly unlikely. That yeah. they're actually going to finish <laughs> well, a submarine. because it's only Nigma the one that's, like, working on the submarine. And Penguin is just kind of like, oh, like, this looks great. I think if we're, if we're relying on Nigma's cunning, it's pretty good. We're, we're, we're relying on Nigma's engineering. Maybe not so great. <laughs> um, also, like how deep is how deep is that lake really? Yeah, that you could put a submarine in it. Like probably not that deep. Um, do you have anything about this final storyline before we head on out into the into the predictions? I like how they said that they were meant for each other. I like that too. That these two have been marked and meant for each other. Yeah, probably, like honestly, I since think season I one. think like they could be like shipped together now. For sure. Platonically. You know? mm-hmm. Like, they are mm-hmm. platonically shipped. Yeah. One of the... I actually... I think what I enjoyed the most from this particular storyline was kind of everything that Mr. Penn was saying, or, like, Mr. Scarface, both that were saying what, um, like, but what Penguin is. They were like, you know, Penguin, you're alone because you only... All you do is take. You don't give anything. Which is true. Like, you don't necessarily... I hadn't noticed that until they said it, and I was like, oh, like, that's true, you know? And, like, Riddler is fine with it. Riddler is like, I don't need you to give me anything. Like, I don't mind, like, mm-hmm. building this so if we can escape. And then they kind of make amends, and now they're back together. And... Who'd, have, who'd have thought that Nigma was the healthier one emotionally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigma is, at the very least, cognizant and accepting of his neuroses, for lack of a better word, of his shortcomings emotionally. Whereas it's Cobblepot who wants everyone to love him, but no one to love him too much. Yeah. He wants everyone to love him so he can reap the benefits of them loving him, but then give no one love. Yeah. So, I I don't know. That's pretty deep for this episode. Um, you guys, so Ivan said on the chat says that Penn is the ventriloquist and Scarface is his puppet. From that the, feels right. From the comics. I feel like we've had another ventriloquist so, in this series, though. That's, that's, why I, that's why I stride away from calling this the ventriloquist. I'm... All but positive, we've had a ventriloquist in five seasons. I feel, like Penn, I've seen a, I, I feel like I've seen another. Um... But Mr. Penn can be a ventriloquist. I'm all about it. Yeah. And it was also a fairly scientific explanation that he just pretty much psychologically explained that, like, oh, he, he had a mental break. And he had a mental break and it manifested itself in a puppet mm-hmm. or a dummy, sorry. Not, but, like, not everything well, has he did to get, be. I think he got shot in the head. So maybe that's why. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, is he really dead now? Because he got shot last time he was dead. I mean... Last time he was killed, I mean. I think in Gotham, you die twice, or you you die twice and go away. You die once or twice and go away, or you die forever. So it's... <laughs> it's if he comes back for a third time, he's never dead. Okay. I'm, I'm working on a mathematical equation of how many times you have to die in Gotham okay, to be you undead. you have, like, uh, only a couple of episodes left to let us know what this equation really I, was. I thought the equation was, <laughs> if you come back from the dead more than once, you're immortal in Gotham. In the Gotham universe. Basically, at this point, everybody's immortal. Things, so, the real issue is when someone dies once. <gasps> yeah. When someone in this world dies once, 
you never know if they're coming back. Yeah, you have to wait. It's when they come back the second time that you're like, oh, he's just alive forever. Like, you never believe it when they get shot or die or maim or (laughs) they shoot them into space and then it blows up in space that space particles reparticleize, they come down, they're alive. Or Hugo Strange is just like some magical type of thing. Yeah, or Hugo Strange had a clone of them in the basement. Like, I'm sure Fish Mooney is available. Like, I'm sure if they could get Jada Pinkett Smith, Fish Mooney will find a way. He's. Isn't Fish Mooney? I would love for her to come back I feel and like do Fish just Mooney, one more scene. I feel like Fish Mooney is still in a vat. Yeah. In Arkham, like that's actually she's very much available mm-hmm. as a character. So we have a bit. Speaking of characters in the Joker and villains, we have a bit to talk about with Jeremiah and the Joker and everything that we have upcoming. I must warn you, some of these images. Yeah. Are upcoming, so they are spoilers. So there's a spoiler alert for the next two minutes. Yeah, so you guys, last week we said that we were going to do a special segment, and it is time for that special segment. So the special segment was um, I want you guys to vote in the chat and tell me what's your favorite, who was your favorite um, Joker. And I have three different images of the first one. There is a spoiler alert if you have not seen. Like had or like research whether like which whether it was on Instagram like hashtag Gotham mm-hmm. or like anything you will see the third Joker or like the third version of the Joker the upcoming and, like, Joker once again yes. this is a spoiler alert spoiler alert if you would listen so, to the first one you were already two minutes sound. ahead. There will be a sound that will go off, letting you know that there's going to be a spoiler alert coming ahead. So if you want to skip it, okay, good. skip it. You oh, don't have st- to watch it. Yeah. I was making him skip the whole segment. Cool. You're oh, gonna, you, you're gonna mean, play the spo- okay. You're gonna play the spoiler alert sound before you show so. it. I hope okay. that they. And if play. you've made it this far, <laughs> but there is Jerome, Jeremiah, and I guess for intents and purposes of like voting, you could name the second, the third person, yes. the Joker. So you guys go ahead and go in the chat, and we will decide who. Our third, our, our, our Joker, who our favorite yes. Joker is, and then we'll decide, and then we'll talk about it. Cool. So, <laughs> you're, you're going to... So, I think they're watching, they're looking at the okay. second uh, one, and hopefully, before they put the third Joker, they'll put we're... some sound. I think we're through it all, is what we're... Is oh. what, I think what we saw up there was while we were speaking, so hopefully they listened to me hopefully about the two-minute warning. To... Hey, we're two minutes back, guys. <laughs> um... We saw them. Those are the three. Those are the three Jokers. A lot of people in the chat are actually saying the second one. Yes. Yes. Eddie Clark says number two. James Davis says number two. Gracie Ryan says number two. I think Star most Juice of us is are, number one. Most of us are on Size number two. Size Loose says wow. I'm sorry <laughs> if that was a complete spoiler alert, you guys. We're getting some number threes in here. The third is pretty crazy. So... Yeah, the third one's pretty crazy. The third one's pretty crazy. Once again, don't have to watch it. Don't have to look. Don't have to see it. Yeah. Um, I think we're at that time. It's predictions. Well, I want to know, oh. what's your favorite Joker? Two. Version of the Joker. Okay. Mine Two, too. but I think the upcoming one is going to be the penultimate. Like, the upcoming Joker is going to be the ultimate Joker. He is the ultimate Joker, but he's not my favorite Joker. He hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know. Maybe so. he'll get a cool episode and then he'll, like, you know. Yeah. Kind of make up for his looks. Let's go ahead and do that prediction. Yes. So. um, Predictions. Barbara, does she carry a baby to term? Does she what? Does she carry the baby to term? Yes. Okay. That's. She's having the baby. 
No, no, but it's Gotham. That, yeah. It's, it's Gotham. Gotham. Anything can happen. There might not be a baby. There might not there have ever might been not a baby. There might not be a baby, and then Gordon and Lee can just get back together, and there's no problem. Okay, then Gordon and Barbara, are they endgame? No answer. Wow. All right. I think. <laughs> I think for the, the purposes of this show, Gordon and Barbara are going to be the bookend, because they were... I know. They were both one... They were both two completely different people in the pilot that were engaged to be married. Yeah. And now at the end of the series, they're going to be two... Like, literally, one... To say 180 would be to discount... Through 60. The, like, 820 they've made in Mm -hmm. five seasons to ultimately wind up with each other. I like that. That I I think that's a very good bookend for a show. For a show that's about a city. For sure, that's about a city, but also there's a saying that says, um, when you love something and you let it go, if it comes back, it was always meant to be yours, and if it doesn't, then it never was. And maybe they were meant to be together all along. But what if it becomes Rajah Ghoul? What if it has Rajah Ghoul powers? <laughs> what happens if you let it go? It becomes comes, Shades it becomes of Harley Quinn. It, it becomes it comes and dies, comes back to life, becomes Shades of Harley Quinn. Um Team, I was teams honestly up, teams really up with, rooting for her to become Harley Quinn. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be Harley Quinn. Teams was, up with a lot of ba- all the badass women in Gotham. Um, then runs a club, doesn't run a club, runs a club again, takes over the underworld, loses the underworld again. And then the whole city... She's been through a lot. The whole city goes through martial law, and she's one of six people who actually runs that city. So is that coming back? I'm not, I'm trying yeah. to follow your analogy <laughs> yeah. on where that so, is totally going back. If in the end you're back, you're back. Alfred, he dead? No. Never? Never. All right. I'm going to make a splashy choice. I think Alfred's going to die. I hate your prediction. I'm sorry. I think I think that would give a lot of emotional resonance to Bruce moving forward. I'm saying emotional resonance a lot and I'm sorry, but you know what I mean that I think to give Bruce some very high stakes to move forward as Batman as yeah. the series ends. Mm-hmm. He in in a Gotham that really doesn't fit any one timeline, that's something that I like. Uh, Alfredless Batman would really be fitting of Gotham. You don't like it? I don't like Alfredless. Batman. Okay, he's too young to not have Alfred. Is he a random zombie or is he Croc? I I'm I'm kind of siding with the chat. I didn't think it at the time. It's probably yeah. I'm gonna go with Croc. Croc. I like Croc. Uh, we talked about Cobblepot and Nigma not getting in, not being able to get the submarine plan together. Um, okay, there's a prediction by Gracie and Ryan mm-hmm. saying that Barbara dies giving birth to twins, James Jr. and Barbara. <laughs> I like that prediction. That would be that would be on brand for this show. <laughs> we're like, hey, here's the, the, the people you thought they were the whole time. Yeah. Like Barbara, Barbara's gonna have twins, that's who they are. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> one will be Batgirl, one will be one will be commissioner. But after the other's commissioner, um, do you think Gordon's commissioner by the end of the epi- by the end of the series? Yeah, he is. Um, I could see them going another way. I no, mean, what I does think commissioner- that, I think the way that they're gonna end, I think the way the series is going to end in general, it's just going to be like Bruce becoming the Batman, True. and they they can't Gordon cannot be like commissioner because like he he has to be commissioner because if you know Batman. Like, that's kind of how, like, they keep building their relationship. Mm-hmm. Does unification, when does unification happen? Because we're, we're at episode eight. We have to assume there are, I think, about f- at ten. least there are ten more. 
Or there are only uh, ten no, episodes. I, I said I said episode ten. Episode like, ten unification yeah. is going to happen, and yeah. Gotham's going to have to reintegrate. I want to see the episode where Gotham actually has to reintegrate after yeah, all they've me been too. through. And then I want to see what happens after. Like I don't want to just see the fight and then like, oh, it's over. Actually, so before predictions at large, do you think the flashback we saw at the very beginning of this season actually happens post reunification? That Gotham joins civilization again and then goes to an all-out war. No, I think that they're. That's them the trying war, to get the war is going to bring them to the to the reunification, reunification, which we know is now a very still a very long ways away. Yeah. Uh, do you have any predictions at large before we head on out of here? Well, it's not really a prediction, but you guys, Ivy is indeed coming back. I'd rather not. <laughs> I would rather not. So that's how I'm going to end my say for the show of the week. That's it's but not a prediction. She's back. It's not a prediction. We already saw that she's coming back, but I'm ex- I like I'm excited to see kind of what she's going to do to Bruce. We'll find out. Sure. Which Ivy is this? Ivy the third. This is still Ivy the third. This is Ivy the third. At least it's still Ivy the third. That's interesting. Um, I guess I don't have any predictions at large. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. This was fun. Yes. We're back. I'm not in Disney. I'm not in a Disney theme park. My flight <laughs> to Japan did not go through. It's where I would have gone. Carla, where can the people find you? You guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I'm your host, Carla Beltran. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Carla Beltran or on Twitter at Carla Beltran with an R at the end. And I am Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I run a lot of YouTube pages for some of your favorite pro wrestling superstars. So if I'm tweeting the link, chances are I am very much involved. So for Carla Beltran, I'm Steve Kaufman. Thank you, and have a good night. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 